This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air. Hey everybody, welcome to the Startup Dunedin podcast. I'm Angus and today I was joined by Mitch, Ben and Luke as they talked about their journeys through the Mana Rangatahi program. If you're interested in hearing about their personal journeys, maybe you've looked at the program and thought, is it for me? This is a great episode for you. If you're interested in learning about some perspectives from Dunedin youth and what they think the city needs to help youth, then again, this is another awesome episode to listen to. I hope you enjoy the show. Kia ora everybody, welcome to the Startup Dunedin podcast. I'm joined today by the crew from Mana Rangatahi. We've got Luke Ben and Mitchell, welcome to the show. Yeah, thanks for having us, thanks, eh? Man. Yeah, happy to be here. It's, all, it's definitely my first time uh, on the radio, so it'll be interesting to see how it all goes. How good, how good, a debut. Um, so, the first question that we normally start with when we have a program or we have a startup on the show is just to give an overview of that startup or that program. So, could you tell us a little bit about Manarangatahi and what that is? Well, uh, we'll open it up then. Um, well, so Manarangatahi really is... Uh, basically a community led group where we well it's a it aims to create community but that's firstly so it's youth focused hence the rangatahi part and um it focuses into sort of like three sort of segments where it aims to propel you from sort of being a bit lost or not knowing exactly where you are or how to get to where you know that you want to go and to give you the skills and understanding both of yourself and of the sort of environment around you to be able to reach success in that goal. We can, uh, I'll pass it on to Mitch to nail into that a little bit further. Yeah, um, Manarangatahi. I'd probably say it's a youth co-papa. I know a lot of people like to call it a youth program, but I hate the idea of a youth program. It kind of sounds like a negative connotation. But mm-hmm. yeah, uh, youth-led program for Rangatahi, mostly with like a, a business uh, co-papa or, or kind of drive behind it. But it definitely starts from yeah, a core IO perspective of who you are uh, and, and what you want to do in the world. Um, yeah, for me personally, it was definitely like a, a big pathway uh, finder. Yeah, I was just, I, I got put around the right people in this group and been grateful for it ever since. So, yeah, that's what I would call it. Uh, what, what was your experience, Luke? Yeah, it's like pretty much just understanding who you are and like what's your why, why you do things and all that. Kind of like just a bigger, deeper search into yourself, understanding what you want to do. And it's, yeah, just all about the youth focus, which is, yeah, pretty cool. Yeah, definitely. I think, yeah, like some kind of co-popper like that. And then, um, yeah, helping you find your pathway in the world. Because, yeah. Gives you, gives you your compass. Yeah, yeah. exactly, yeah. So, like, yeah. What so direction? Starts off with co-io, which is figuring out who you are, what your values are. Mm. So, like, to know, like, one of the a real cool session was when people, everyone brought in um, something that uh, sort of tied them to their past or a really important, like, object to them. Mm. And... Um, just sort of show that how that represented, how that resonated throughout their lives and sort of how it led to them becoming who they are. So you sort of like look back at the papa of your life, both, you know, carrying forward in the more general, in the more explicit sense of papa in terms of like who are the people that created you and how you got how you got to be here, but also within events within your life and also all of your experiences and how they have all sort of come together and mixed together to make the person that you are. And then from there carrying on from understanding your values and everything you can you sort of we were pushed to look for what our unique value proposition is which is the the thing that separates us that thing that came from either say like you know trauma or experience or whatever that shows a difference or a distinctive a distinctiveness compared to other people and how and then from that figuring that out then the final stage of the Maranatahi program that we went through was to figure out how to sort of market or um Take take hold and run with run with that unique value proposition. Either through figuring out what you wanted to actually be getting educated in, mm. um, or figuring out which career path you wanted to take. Or in the case of quite a few of uh, the people that we were with, uh, launching their own business that was really focused on a co-papa yeah. that they cared about and that they were passionate for. Mm. Awesome. So you've got this crafting of your story and your journey, and how you communicate that with the world regardless of what pathway you want to take. And, and that's obviously one of those amazing outcomes that you get through coming through that co-papa or through that, that program. What does a typical session look like? So if I'm going to turn up <laughs> and I'm going to come along, <laughs> yeah. what am I actually going through? Yeah. Well, 
it's it's not really. Let's just say that we haven't. Um, Never, no sessions really been been similar. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, we used to rock up and basically start hooning with each other before we started, and then uh, Heidi or, or Sophie um, would have kind of a, like a, a co-pop or like a, a theme for the for the evening. But most of the time, it's just been us interacting with each other and being around people that I think are more well connected or well set up in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, just people with the same mindsets, but have already gone down that career path and um, down their journey and had advice for us. And yeah. kind of, um, I suppose, a little wisdom to take off of them to avoid the same mistakes or same, yeah, same fallacies they fell into. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, it was awesome because, yeah, yeah, definitely a lot of um, speakers, passionate speakers, coming in and talking about their very different journeys and experiences. Yeah, we were yeah. real lucky. Like people, yeah. people, yeah, people from all across the social spectrum. You yeah. know, everyone doing different things, and it's really good because I think sometimes, even though we are like still really connected and we're in a very like globalized society. You don't really get a chance to actually see true the truth, like the sort of truth from people, very often. So actually getting the chance to, especially truth from people who have come from, say, a very different background from you, or yeah. a, have had very different experiences and different understanding of the world, it's real cool to be able to see through different lenses because it sort of it adds to your own understanding of the whole world around us. Hundred percent. Yeah. Do you want to add that? Yeah. Yeah. Just say all the every session is just so different from each other honestly yeah. like, when I first turned up I was real real nervous because I didn't know anyone <laughs> at all yeah. straight away thrown in the deep and just <laughs> chucked in a room with a bunch of pretty awesome people and yeah to introduce myself first and then I was just like everybody's eyes were all on me and it was just yeah but no, it's just amazing No, nah, it's been yeah, real cool yeah. yeah every session is different we normally have a theme for everyone um, I think originally it was based on who we are then it kind of moved into what we want to be doing or what maybe we should be doing, aligning our values with our, our, our mahi, I guess, mm. uh, whether it be yeah, further education, mm. um, actually getting into a job or employment or you know starting your own business. Um, but, yeah, I think the most important part of actually the whole process, for me at least, has been being around the right people. Yeah, I just finally got the opportunity to be in an environment that I wanted to be in for years. Uh, which is around people with a business mindset, but also, you know, good values as well, mm. which is kind of hard to find because I feel like definitely these days there's a lot of facades around about um, who you want to be, but it seems like there's a currency coming up for truth mm. or for honesty yeah, and vulnerability, which is pretty cool. Yeah. I think, yeah, that actually was something that I've, that's, I feel like we do almost brush over. We did, we did have to, we were, like, especially at the start, we sort of were asked to almost strip ourselves back and show that vulnerability to each other, mm. which definitely facilitated the trust and, like, the connection that we all had yeah. with each other, which has been real awesome, because even, like, now we still are all mates, all still really close mates with all the people that we went through Mararangatahi with. Mm. It's a really great, um, yeah, I suppose, like, as as it's sort of always been about community, having, um, yeah, that connection with people. 100%, yeah. Um, just what Ben said, do we all kind of got exposed or had to have a bit of humility in who we were and the mistakes we've made and kind of uh, things we've struggled with, I guess. But, yeah, being that kind of vulnerable around a group of people makes you very close. Um, yeah, we I think Heidi puts it, yeah, we, we took a bunch of strangers and just kind of turned them into a whanau, so <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it worked yeah. out pretty well. Eh? But, um, we've been really lucky. Yeah, we've got some connections for life as well, which is, um, yeah, always good for your soul, I think. So you talk about yeah. stripping out those layers and being authentic with each other. How did Heidi and the team actually facilitate that what what sort of activities were you guys doing what did you just have to do caught it away yeah, yeah. just talking yeah. eh just talking like um most of the time this going to sound real trendy and hip but we just <laughs> throw down a beanbag and like sit around and talk talk to each other yeah, eh? yeah. um which was awesome yeah i think that's what really started it and we'd have um normally someone would put themselves out there or, or heidi or sophie would put themselves out there um, and then someone else would take up the mantle and kind of continue on that. Mm-hmm. And we'd all jump on that bandwagon. And, yeah, once you've got one person kind of um, exposing themselves to everyone uh, or exposing their soul to everyone, then um, other say. people, yeah, other, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> other, other people want to do it and um, jump on that bandwagon to kind of uh, total call them or help them. Yeah, mm-hmm. so that works out really well. Yeah, one person puts themselves out there and the rest kind of want to do the same thing. And for each cool. of you, was this sort of like that first session where you have to do that it was right off the bat or did no. it take a while for you to grow took confidence a, to do it that it took yeah. a while definitely wasn't the yeah. first week that we were um, nah. throwing throwing all of our dark secrets out there nah it was like second probably or third but I think the the common theme around everyone there was that 
we're all there for the same reason. Mm. So it wasn't hard to do eventually. I mean, some people took longer than others, but that's nothing. Like, there was no expectation of anyone else to catch up with us. Mm. It was just once you feel comfortable, do it. Don't do it or force yourself into it. Yeah, we should probably create an environment where people feel comfortable doing that, not expect them to do it for us. Yeah, I think there's a big difference in that. No, yeah, that well, I think that was the thing. Like, I think it was more just like the there was no uh, judgment, or there was a lot of trust, a lot of like, yeah, no judgment, yeah. Yeah. and there was a lot of support, and that's um, very key yeah. to actually facilitate people mm. actually talking to each other. Because exactly. if you if you think you're going to get sh- shot down by someone as soon as you talk to them, you're probably yeah. not you're probably not going to lay, lay your soul on the line. Nah, but no if you way. feel like everyone's going to offer you and um, bring you up, then you probably will. Mm. Exactly. Nah. I think um, people like Ben. Ben's like a, a ball of confidence, really. He um, does a oh, lot really? of things. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, um, he does a lot of things oh, with a, mate, a lot it's of just the facade, you know? Yeah, exactly, yeah. Well, I think you fake it till you make it, eh? Like, um, it's one of Heidi's mm. favourite sayings. That is, how it's yeah. that is definitely yeah. how yeah. it started. Definitely, mm. I think. Um, yeah. You know, even when you go, when you sort of like feel like maybe you're not getting uh, accepted or not getting um, supported, sometimes you just, uh, well, especially for me, it was just... Um, Pretend, pretend that you're you've got you're uh, confident in it until people believe it, and then you'll believe it as well. Yeah, and that's <laughs> that was probably about a five year journey to get there. <laughs> <laughs> Took a little work. Yeah, not worth it though. Um, nah, but yeah, you get people like Ben, and you get the polar opposite, which are um, people are a little more shy or closed off. But it's probably for a good reason, I'm guessing. You know, given their experiences in life, mm. they probably had to create their personality for a reason. So like, there's no harm or no blame towards them for being like that. It's just result of the environment I guess but then you come into an environment like yeah Manorangatahi and you get all oh, these people like these guys are gangsters um, <laughs> real cool so yeah um, you get people like that supporting you then uh, yeah bring you out of your shell exactly yeah, yeah. yeah we've, we've definitely got a couple of people that really come out of their shell which is awesome yeah. So you mentioned this before, Luke. You joined the program at a different time to mm, Ben and yeah, Mitchell, is yeah. that right? Yeah. Mm. But was it in the same sort of timeline? So you're going through the same content at the same time? Is that right? He he he, he just jumped straight into where we were. We, okay. I yeah. think we what um what because you sort of did like some extra sessions or like some extra time outside to sort of get yourself yeah, lined yeah, up within. Yeah. And then it was just a matter of uh you know actually trusting the dude, you know, because you know <laughs> look at that face. Oh wow! <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. no, once once he was there, honestly, it was a great addition to have. He always came in with a, a big smile on his face, and he was yeah. always always ready to to manaki and always ready yeah. to give it at his all. So you know, accepted and straight in another part of the Fano. Yeah, it was like the big thing is like when you went in there, you felt like you were part of a family, part of something more. Mm-hmm. and felt more connected when you were instantly in there because you're yeah, going from just being like just a casual student like didn't really have what Manorangatahi has to offer mm-hmm. it was just every time you go you just feel so happy about it you never really leave a session feeling feeling bad or anything mm-hmm. like it was not nah. worth it but you always feel more uplifted yeah, and positive filling the cup like that, yeah. yeah filling your cup so that's actually a really good point to pause on for a second so before this you were a student what were each of you doing before you went into the program? Um, would you want to you want to carry on with yeah, what you were doing? Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so I was just a student at Polytech. I was studying accounting, and then yeah, that was pretty much it. And then yeah, just joined Manarangatahi. What did you join? Oh, what were? You, what did you join? What, what did you come in? Yeah. Oh, because I knew Heidi um, for many years, and I wanted to do an internship project with Heidi and. I just asked her and she said, yeah, that will be perfect. Come join Manarangatai. I think you'll be best suited here for now and we'll go from there. And yeah, she was right. <laughs> yeah, she's always right, eh? Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, for me, I um, sort of, I did the, so I started off as a yeah, uni- university student at the business school. I did the Kanaki program, which gave me a very small amount of exposure to Heidi because she's one of the leaders for that. But then... Just before we were about to kick the Kanaki program into full gear, COVID hit. So lockdown and the program had to be shifted quite a lot for it to actually be viable. So rather than doing sessions with Heidi and her like supporting us through the process with the business assistance that we were offering, it was just we were throwing out throwing out there and sent into sort of just provide our skills to a startup startup business sort of either 
you know, if you're in marketing, help them with their advertising thing. Management, I sort of tried to help with a, you know, a business plan and also assist with some marketing stuff as well. But then after the Kanaki program wrapped up, I graduated. I had absolutely no idea what I was going to do with my life. I still had six months left in my flat, so I'm like, I may as well come back down to Dunedin and otherwise I'm just going to be paying money. Mm. So I came back down. Next day I get down there, I get an email from like Heidi or one of the Kanaki people saying, hey, we need some people to come in and take some photos at Innovate HQ for marketing purposes. And I'm just like, oh, yeah, sweet, I'll do it. And go in there, meet, uh, see Heidi probably just for like the second time ever, get chatting, start yarning. She's like, mate, do you want to come in tomorrow? I've got, a, I've, got something that, I've got something that I reckon you, sh- you should be a part of. And so I walk in, yeah, come in the next day, get chatting again, and suddenly I'm signed up to Mararangatahi and throw it, in, throw it in the deep end there and get to meet these lovely individuals. Never looks back. Never look back, exactly. <laughs> and, um, yeah, that's, that's, what, that's what got me, that's what got me to, to the Mararangatahi segment. And then we, um, I suppose we carry on from there. Mitchell, yeah, yeah. where'd you come from? Yeah, so these guys came from education, uh, or tertiary, I guess. Um, my 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 backstory is quite a little bit different. Um, I was just working, so for I think three years I was a salesman. Um, peaked about eight twelve months in, and then kind of plateaued and became a bit stagnant from there. You know, you leave high school with a lot of ambition and a lot of drive, um, and you, you you kind of view on the wood hasn't really been tainted yet. Like yeah, kind of you you're too ignorant to know that you can't do anything yeah oh that you can't oh screwed that up yeah you're too ignorant or um too unaware to know that things aren't possible so you've got kind of a a drive and ambition behind you Uh, but yeah started working loved it then got really settled and a bit stagnant and kind of fell off from that self journey or that self-development journey um because i used to be quite big on yeah always improving your character and your skills but that kind of dropped off (laughs) a little bit into that journey um yeah, I was out of work. I quit my job for like kind of a personal family reason, and then um, I think six months in, I was just doing temp work around around Dunedin for like a temp agency, so nothing too grand. Pretty um, pretty boring backstory, but yeah, um, I'd always been looking for exposure into the business world or into the startup world. Um, I didn't know exactly what I wanted to do, but I knew that there was a space I wanted to be around. Um, people with those types of mindsets, always getting stuff done, always thought that would be the, the most free way to live your life to like produce a product that was yours or produce an idea that was yours it seems like the most fulfilling thing you could do um, but yeah no, Heidi um, Heidi put out a message on Innovate HQ um, I was following her for a little while and I always always see her post up these selfie videos talking to like her followers <laughs> and um, at the time I'm pretty sure the, the followers were like probably in the hundreds there wasn't many people um but yeah, one day she put up a video just saying, calling all 16 and 24-year-olds uh, who have ever been interested in business or, or want to get involved with Kaupapa, um, come along and have a chat. Uh, we've got a session on Saturday. And yeah, yeah, it's, um, I rocked up not knowing anyone. I walked in, I think there was like five strangers, like five people I'd never met, but a few of them were Māori as well. So kind of when you're, I guess you've got that relation or, or, or you're all Māori, you can kind of feel a connection already. It's a, it's a weird kind of sense, yeah. Moldy to another Moldy, it's pretty cool. Um, but yeah, walked in there, felt comfortable instantly. Probably just because of the energy they give off. And then yeah, kind of my journey started from there. So went from not doing a hell of a lot, and me always kind of thinking about oh, we should be doing something else to just meeting the right people. Eh? Um, and then just being in the environment. And a lot of stuff has happened for me since. Like mm. there's a lot of changes in my life that being involved in the program is is a result of yeah. Don't talk off. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It's, it's gangster. Definitely, yeah, yeah, definitely yeah. back you on that. Yeah, um, yeah. Well, that's about it for me, no, nah, mate, that's perfect. I suppose we got that's we, what we got up to. We got up from our from our lives into Marangatahi now. So yeah, yeah. I think we've we've covered the that immediate background. Yeah, nah, yeah, we, yeah, we, yeah. yeah my life's way different because of Marangatahi. Yeah, such a positive change, eh? Mm. Yeah, yeah, it's awesome. So there's a there's that stat uh, that I think is one of the reports that I. I think I've got it written here, 50% of participants end up employed, 40% end up starting their own businesses, and then there's that 10% that go into further education. Yep. Which camp do each of you fall into? Where did you end up on your journey post? Yeah, I'm, I'm still in further education, just finishing off my final year. 
You changed you, your... Did you, did you, yeah, change? Yeah, I decided to change. Um, he helped, I guess, kind of find what I was really <laughs> looking for. Yeah. Um, so I switched from accounting um, major to marketing because I was more passionate about that. And then, yeah, these, these guys helped me as well. But it was clearly obvious. Like, yeah. every time they come in, oh, you just don't look like an accountant. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. So, I don't know if that's a compliment or an insult. Oh, I don't know. My dad's yeah, an accountant, like, so I did not comment. We, we, n- n- nothing wrong with accountants. I just yeah, think, um, just, just think he's you know, he yeah, yeah. He's not good at maths. You know, maybe we'll just say like, we'll put yeah, it like yeah, that. We'll put it like that, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so switched over to marketing and yeah, still doing it now. I've got the rest of the year to go through, but yeah, just such a bit of change. And yeah, thank these guys for helping um, influence the change. Yeah, so, yeah. I guess um, you get asked a lot of important questions from uh, trustworthy people at Manawatu. Yeah. 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 Was there a particular moment that you knew you were like, yep, I'm definitely going to go and change what I'm studying? Within like a month of being a part of Manorangi, it was like real, real strange. I was like, oh, because you yeah, know, they had like one, and there was an in house accountant or someone like that. Was oh, yeah, 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 and she, Annie, yeah. yeah. And she was just like, why, like, why are you doing this? And then I was just like, yeah. okay, if they're saying why, okay, maybe look at it. But um, yeah, it was within like really, uh, really soon with just some of the stuff that we we're going over, it just seemed it's just more creativity, yeah, you could more innovation, de- stuff like that. It just seemed. Yeah, just better suited. You could definitely see that you're a lot more passionate when we were talking about like making a video for Mararanga Tahi oh, yeah. or doing this than uh, any time you talked about uh, hitting the books. And, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> Do some balance sheets. Yeah. <laughs> Sweet. But, yeah. How about yourself, Ben? Um, I've almost forgotten the question. Oh. <laughs> what, what pathway did you end up on oh, so, during the program? Yeah, so I had sort of... Um, let's just say I've never been a, a great student. I've never... Mm-hmm really being the sort of person uh, who likes to sit down, smash out some study or write out an essay. Love learning. Love learning. But yeah. don't tell me what to learn. <laughs> <laughs> as soon as as soon as that happens, for some reason my brain just flips a switch and it says I'd rather do something else. But um so yeah, that was uh what, sixteen or seventeen years of my life in education and mm. I finished and I still had no idea mm. what I wanted to do. And so start up Marangatahi, and through Marangatahi, I got to meet Sophie. And Sophie had just gone through her own massive journey of sort yeah. of self-discovery and metamorphosis, metamorphosis into the lovely but, uh, butterfly that she is now. And she decided that she wanted to launch up her own business, and she was doing that while she was working away at Innovate. And I was sort of in Innovate all the like all the time, helping Heidi with it. Um, Marangatahi and just sort of being a uh, what what would you call it the and for lack of a better word sort of the the butler uh, the butler for innovate <laughs> like coffee and, boy yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> coffee boy yeah, yeah, yeah. and um, one day Sophie just sort of has a chat with me and we start sort of chatting it through about her new business and if I'd like to be a part of it when it, as we as we get it to launch process and she gave me a chance to try it out had a look and I was like yeah you know what recruitment seems like the kind of place where I can use my skills slash personality in the yeah. in the best mm. way possible rather than having to, you know, I since I still had no idea what I was going to do, I was like, I bet it better than me having to figure it out by myself. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> I just, because I think where I am currently, I'm still just trying to learn as much as I can around business and myself and what I actually want to do going forward long term. So being around the sort of people that can provide me with great skills in a great environment where I get to meet great people and do do things that uh, have value for me mm. is the best is the best place to be. So I chose to get back to your question, the career pathway and happily employed under Talent Network. Which you've got on the shirt. Which I've got on the shirt now. right here. And um, for anyone out there, for your business recruitment needs, we specialise with industry and we will make anything happen for you. So give us a call. 022-500-5248. Cheers. <laughs> there you go. Got the flag as well. Love it. Love it. Okay. Um, so how, long you, how long have you been in that position for now? Oh, so probably, what would it be? Just September, September or just before September. Yeah. So that's when um, it all officially started, but I was uh, helping out with uh, the sort of setup and the launch of the business from a little bit before that as well. It was not. It's been honestly a big, big year from going from absolutely no idea what I was going to do twelve months ago to 
feeling happy and feeling like I'm developing and a lot further ahead than I would have been otherwise now. Mm. Awesome. It's funny how you jump out of the education system. Like there's no real connection or guide for what you should be doing afterwards. Yeah. It seems to be a bit of a theme. Like I'm not blaming tertiary or anything. I mean, it's definitely a personal journey. But, yeah, it seems like out of high school or out of tertiary, there's no real guidance or direction that you end up going. I mean, the people who are, like, there's plenty of people that are personally motivated and, and well-developed and, and have the skill set to know why well, I should be doing this now. Mm. Like, it's just a lot of people that are stuck in that way. Um, it's an opportunities it's, thing as well, right? I think yeah. we've done some research into mm. the number of jobs the typical student can name when they leave high school. Yeah. And it's it's like less than 15 or less than 10. Yeah. People just you, don't know what careers are out there, mm, yeah. Mm. You take the low-hanging fruit away, right? Like, yeah. police officer, firefighter, mm. paramedic doctor, lawyer, like you're almost mm. you're halfway to 10. Yeah. yeah. So it's that plus whatever their parents do, if it's outside yeah. of those, plus maybe a couple of family friends or a teacher, yeah. right? Mm. That's the extent of careers that they know when they leave. So, yeah, absolutely. It's absolutely. Crazy. It's, hard to, it's hard to know what you want to do when you've got such a... Late stage capitalism yeah, in it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we might not have time for that <laughs> yeah. today. Yeah. <laughs> definitely a passionate, passionate topic for Ben. Oh. Um, yeah. You know, I'm... We're living it. I'm just stuck here. <laughs> but I'm also passionate about, you know, everything we do. <laughs> well, getting back to what we're doing, what pathway did you end up on as you came through? My, my pathway. Yeah, it's an interesting story. Um, I'm actually doing the same thing Ben's doing. So I'm under Sophie's wing at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, as I understand it, her motivation for starting her own business was actually after going through the Mananangatahi process with us, um, as like a tool kind of as, as a leader of that program mm. um, yeah the question she was asking us she actually eventually ended up asking herself um, and that led her to discovering that there was a big misalignment a big misalignment of values between her and her employer and she was in quite a high ranking position I believe she was um, one of the managers for like either yeah, the she ran a Dunedin branch yeah. for a recruitment agency yeah and I think yeah both over COVID and then through Mananatahi she yeah. found that that wasn't where she wanted to be. Exactly, yeah. The, the the business itself was cool, but, yeah, the values that they were challenged with or the values they conflicted with post-COVID or in the middle of COVID, yeah, didn't align with her own. So she started her own business. And, um, yeah, I remember being around that lady, definitely a big energy, and um, asked a lot of important questions. I think that's probably how Luke ended up changing... Yeah, yeah, what you were yeah. doing is because you can't help but think about it when you're around people who are asking themselves that questions or uh, those questions or, or yeah, it's um, definitely something that happens naturally as a mm. result. Uh, for me, I was working just doing silly jobs to get money. This was through like a temp agency, so pretty basic grunt stuff. Um, but I knew I had, I had way more skills than that. I was just enjoying the physical side of work. It was nice to work with my hands for once. Mm. Um, but yeah, I quit my job to actually come do that youth hui that you were at, yeah, because um, I couldn't get the time off the job I was in, so I said, nah, it's all good. Had a bit of money, so I sat back for a minute, hung out with all the cool people I wanted to hang out with um, around that space, and then Sophie even she said, yeah, you should come in and um, hang out with me. I think your personality would match up well with recruitment. And as Ben was saying, um, yeah, he's definitely got a great personality for it. Like, um, Yeah, I think your expressions and your kind of mannerisms come across well to relate to people, so that's really good. Um yeah, and I've been enjoying the the, the mahi ever since. Eh? We've got a, we've got probably the coolest office I know of. I yeah. mean, there's a lot of cool spaces around Dunedin, <laughs> but our office is pretty cool. Um, yeah, it's next level, eh? Yeah, it's pretty next level. Um, so just in the Bing Harris building, like above Princess Catalyst Street. and Zucchini yeah. Brothers. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, oh, yeah just so down Princess from the Street casino, if you, carry, if you carry along down that side. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, no, we've been doing big mahi. And the best thing about our work at the moment, I think, is... um. Since we've come from that co-papa of Mananangatahi and like continual learning, um, instead of being an employee, we, we kind of sit alongside our boss. Mm. Um, so the whole business is an open book, and we're learning a lot along the way. Um, yeah, the practical implications of what a startup is and growing pains and things like that. Um, yeah, now we're learning a lot, and I feel like yeah, we're part of the business, and not just employees, which is a, a way different feeling to just being a number on a pay sheet. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, on a pay docket. So, yeah. and you know, there's also some uh, some great arcade games in there. We have two arcade machines, uh, and we've got a driving simulator now from Which another I, group that has donated I re- that to I us. I really 
Yeah, so a shout out to TNT. Yeah, Tamariki together. <laughs> Thanks, um, Tonga. Yeah, they're and coming all the in. boys out there. Yeah, they're coming <laughs> in to use a bit of our space for their co-popper every now and then, but they've uh, given us a driving simulator, so I'll be very yeah. happy when that's up and running. <laughs> <laughs> I very much enjoy driving. Yeah. It's gonna be awesome. You know, <laughs> some people they wait to get they they want to get out of work. Once once we got that driver, something like yeah. set up fully. I don't know Never if you're gonna, gonna get me to leave. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, if I could live in that place, I would. That's probably real unique. We have cons- yeah. we have considered yeah. that mo- on our multiple occasions. We're like, if COVID hit again, yeah, we well, might we just, just bunker down. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. we just live in the office. <laughs> yeah, we'll be fine. Get the mahi done and then keep on going. Like, yeah, we're real lucky. Yeah, mm. I think uh, we had some questions at work for like a, a marketing video, but um. Yeah, we're in such a unique, such a such a beautiful workplace with great people mm. that yeah, it's kind of hard to not want to be there. Mm. Yeah, it's awesome, awesome for your motivation to get to mahi. So, who's holding all the high scores on those arcade machines? <sighs> I'm not very good at Tekken. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, oh, Street yeah, Fighter yeah. as well. I'm horrible. I reckon Mortal Kombat's the hardest one though. It is. Yeah, yeah. Like, I always just just get stomped on. Whereas yeah. Tekken, I can get away with it because I reckon button button mashing goes a bit better there. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Tekken's a lot less involved than Street Fighter. Yeah. Um, sorry to all the Tekken fans out there. Um, <laughs> it's just yeah, it's a lot easier for me to be bad and win the game. <laughs> um, yeah. How good? How good? Um, so you mentioned COVID. So was your time in Manarangatahi? During COVID, mm, no. So basically, just post. Day. Just, just post. post. Okay. So it was like, post. yeah, you. We had the COVID lockdown, and in terms of like how I can sort of relate it to myself, COVID lockdown finished, like just sort of just like as uni wrapped up and everything, and then I came back down in about two or three weeks, and about two weeks later, I think a week later, Manangatahi launched. So that was probably about probably about three or three or three weeks of after COVID. I think we started getting into Manangatahi after that lock, proper lockdown and like the sort of levels tick their way down mm. yeah I think um, especially post COVID like there was a big hunger for connection again I was going to um, say that yeah yeah mm-hmm. like, I think people yeah. Would, exactly yeah people would have just been hungry for um, socialising especially like the manner that we were was such a cool theme or co-papa mm. yeah so that worked probably in Heidi's favour I think um, but so Heidi works in her own favour actually yeah. <laughs> she's got yeah just one of those personalities that you want to be around all the time eh you probably know you've met yeah. a few times yeah, yeah. 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 those people are quite unique you've got to hold on to them eh? and make sure that their flame doesn't go out i got to say yeah. like the first two weeks of COVID awesome fun as chilling yeah. after, after 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 as it started ticking along you could just feel myself slowly just like ratcheting and more internally and more like locked in to a little, sort of like a tunnel vision and yeah. then sort of you get released and you're sort of like your vision like slowly starts widening back out again yeah. you sort of stuck in your own world I eh? suppose like it sort of as your vision widens the sort of things that were on the periphery that you did it just didn't notice before because they'd always been there sort of become more salient mm. and you sort of actually start yeah looking for the opportunity looking for that connection which which I found in Manangatahi and these boys here yeah. and everyone else that was involved so touching on that post program what does that connection look like do you all still keep in touch with everybody yeah. that was there yeah. Yeah. yeah all the time yeah messaging around unfortunately we lost a, a soldier to Australia but we're hoping to get Damn it back Australia. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> and but the rest of us yeah no like message around catch up for coffees beers like obviously it was actually what because you're, you're who was it oh, it's, we unfortunately can't take everyone out for beers because there is obviously some people who are some people underage. can't have beers yet yeah <laughs> Shut up. I don't drink beer either. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. yeah. I'm more of a martini man myself. <laughs> <laughs> That's like mojitos, say. So. <laughs> oh, you tried <laughs> Yeah. I suppose we probably shouldn't talk about alcohol, but... Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I think... Um, so our space changed. We moved from Vogel Street to the Bing Harris building, and now it's kind of under a different name, but um, we've still got the same theme going on, same kind of friendship. So same a lot people. of people pop, yeah. pop in and out, yeah. Like Luke's yeah. there all the time, four Manorangatahi and helping setting that up. Uh, Blake, who's our photography pro uh, out there in the ether, um, he comes in a lot and just hangs out, which is awesome. That's, that's kind of the way we want the space, eh? Because, mm-hmm. um, yeah, we've got such a facility, such an awesome place to do it. Um, I think the one thing we're lacking at the moment is barbecues. We need more barbecues. Yeah. Um, I miss yeah. the barbecue. Well, it's probably because of the weather. It's... Yeah, I'll just really do some indoor ones. Yeah, so, indoor barbecue, yeah. which is not great for the fire alarms, but that's all right. <laughs> so you mentioned a lot of you are still involved. Is there another program that's about to start or another another series another that's wave. about to start? Yeah. yeah. 
Um, so, well, I think Luke will probably be the best one to talk on that because you're you've been uh, you've been running the moment. sessions that have been ongoing for the last yeah. few weeks. Um, Tap into that. Can't really. I don't. I'm not really too sure. Kind of like in the process of deciding what the future's going to look like for Manarangatahi right now. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just that's pretty much it. Really, to so, say on that part, which is sort of dependent upon uh, the funding mechanisms. And yeah. Also, just because we want we want to be offer be able to offer the the best experience yeah. and the most. The most valuable, the most this is experience that offers the most connection and development, and yeah, just keeping it authentic, eh? Mm. Like um, our first, we we're part of the first wave, which is kind of the pilot series, um, and we got a lot out of it because we had a lot of time, we had a lot of space, but um, condensing that down and trying to turn it into something where um, you can actually produce valuable results for people, mm. like it takes more time than I think people want it to, or then if you're going to go for mm. funding, like there's a lot of boxes to tick and a lot of hoops to jump through mm. which kind of takes away from the the value of the process i think yeah you don't want to change um something just to fit um a document to get some money you know or get some funding for it would rather keep it authentic but yeah we're in the works now of i think creating something that's going to be just as valuable but maybe a little more condensed a little yeah. more easily accessible because um, yeah i think the, the way we've done our sessions we had a I guess what a half a year period, twelve, yeah, well, very very long time. Well, it was yeah. a technical yeah. twelve. Technically, I think it was twelve weeks. We just kept going. <laughs> yeah, but we just we kept on going. But yeah, it takes a certain amount of time and a certain amount of commitment to do it. Um, and I think yeah, finding a way to do that where the value is still there has been difficult at the moment. But definitely getting it done because it's a pretty important co-publicist and I, probably the most important passion project that I'd be a part of at mm. the moment. Yeah, I think um. Pathways for me is probably the most relatable issue I've ever had in my life. I've not really had any issues yeah. with mental health or anything like that. I've been really fortunate. But, um, man, there's not been many mornings where I haven't woken up and asked me, what am I doing with my life? Um, so I'd love to help other people out with that. Mm. But, yeah, um, kind of up in the air at the moment, we're sorting that out, and then we'll we'll get back to you and we'll have it done. Yeah. That's definitely, yeah. yeah, that is definitely the key, have it, giving people pathways that they can actually be passionate about because mm. once you're passionate about something that's like 60% of like you know yeah. 60% that's of it part. yeah because yeah. then, then you're happy to work and you're happy yeah. to do it and you're happy to do the hard bits yeah, do the hard bits to, as well to go into it yeah because yeah, there's a lot of romanticism around how how that kind of stuff works eh? and you know this from the startup space of course and Heidi knows it as well there's like a, a romantic period or a honeymoon phase where everything you think everything's fine mm. but once you yeah I think once you get in it for a while and, and the grind keeps on going and going You've really got to have, I guess, that sense of passion. Or you're doing it not because you love the result, but because you love the process, I think. Is, yeah. It's, all, it's all about the journey, mate. It's yeah. all about the journey. <laughs> Definitely. But, I mean, when it comes to pathways, it's really important. Well, I think for society, we'd have a lot a lot happier people or a, a lot better place to live in, a much better place to live in if we had people doing what they think they should be doing or what they knew they should be doing. Yeah, it would be good for us. And people as a whole, yeah. yeah. I definitely agree. It would be great if everyone could, yeah, be be doing the thing that they want to do without the pressures of unemployment or, you know, mm, suddenly yeah. not suddenly not having the financial security. Everyone was able to follow their passions. I'm sure. Yeah. If, if people didn't fear financial insecurity, um, then they'd probably be where they were supposed to be. But that's not how society's built at the moment. So we've got to operate differently. But we'd like to yeah, continue a cope up with that kind of disagreed with that I think mm. so on that line who should do Manurangatahi well uh, I think what are we is it 18 year olds now yeah I think it's like 18 to 18 to 24 25 yeah, it's around there it's, a, it's <clears throat> y- young youth you know people who are adults but they're also young that's that's where it, that's where it comes down into and really if you're looking if you're not sure what you need to do and you're not sure where you're going exactly but you feel like you could have a passion somewhere or even if you don't know what that where if you could then come along and hopefully uh luke or myself or heidi can help you figure it out and get you going on that pathway that will you know satisfy you and bring you success and uh, across the whole how your whole how order i um <laughs> you got something to add to that yeah i do um, i don't want to disagree with ben because i love the guy but um, <laughs> hey, <mate>. um <laughs> The word, we've known each other long enough. Yeah, we've known each other long enough. The word passion uh, gets thrown around a lot. Um, 
which is great for the people that have passion or they know what it is. Mm. But even if you don't, like, if you just want to be in the kaupapa or in that space, just come in, eh? Mm. Um, and when it comes to youth or being young, like, I'm 23 now. I don't feel young. I don't feel like a young man. I feel like I'm old. I'm not, well, I'm the oldest I've ever been anyway. So. <laughs> <laughs> young man, there's no need to feel young. Just <laughs> yeah. like, carry yeah. on. I, I, yeah, I mean, so if you – there was nothing that qualified me to be in that space. I mean, I was in – sales for three four years and then i was what working trade real basic grunt trade for like six months almost a year um there was no really right for me to show up or even be there but that was the point there was no pre-qualification um i just want to be around those types of people and i knew that in my heart i knew that for a long time but i never acted on it it took someone like heidi to put out a message like that that attracted me or or gave me the uh strength yeah, the inner strength to actually go and hang out with people like that. Yeah. Um, so there's nothing that pre-qualified me. I had no skills. I had no passion. But I knew I wanted to be around those types of people. Uh, and that's what got me there. So if you're that person as well, come in, eh? Turn, yeah. up, for the commu- uh, turn up for the community. Stay for the... Stay for what it what yeah. it teaches Was you. Was it turn up for the food? Stay for yeah. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah just say, yeah, just say that the, our first session did involve a feed and that definitely uh, did help... Um, I think probably get some people in the door and um, yeah. get us probably get us because like you know breaking bread with someone yeah it gets you talking mm. it gets you everyone Makes settled you brings yeah. you together yeah. and you get to gorge on good food so yeah yeah exactly gorge yeah nah that's good um, I've got I've got the question <laughs> it was just <laughs> that, that was the yeah. question who should oh, do it you nailed cool. it yeah cool. you killed yeah, it yeah, yeah. everyone should do it yes. if you feel you should if someone's yeah. at home and they're sitting on the fence about it, to oh. say they're like, oh, you know, I've heard all these good things about it, but I don't know if I'm the right person or I don't know if I'm going to get something out of it because I come from a particular background or whatever that reasoning is, what would be what you'd say to them? What would be the thing that would tip them over the fence well, and get them in the room? You've got to take a risk. Well, we, we, <laughs> had, we had people probably covering most backgrounds you could you could think of really in the yeah. Manangatahi program and everyone got something out of it there is yeah there's no it doesn't matter what race or what race you are or what gender you are or whatever if you, you, if you just, gender, you just yeah. yeah you don't have you can just just get in there, just come in and hopefully we can we can help or hopefully I suppose it's more just helping everyone will end, it will end up helping yourself just by coming yeah. in yeah yeah I mean um I'll add to that, yeah. Um, like, growing up, when I was in high school, I probably had a bit more uh, ambition towards goals or, mm. or passions. Even if I didn't know what the passion was, like, I think my passion was business and ideas and bringing those things into fruition. But sort um, of got beaten, out, beaten down out of you after you let, as you Yeah, well, up. I beat it out of myself, really. Like, I allowed it to happen. But, um, and like, even in high school, there was a lot of opportunities I had to actually do other things extracurricularly. Um, that would have added to like my overall character development um, and of course you know fear gets in the way of that mm. and sometimes you don't do those things but definitely post Mararangatahi like there's been heaps of things I've been involved in now like um, that youth hui um, I would never thought myself a public speaker and I'm not like I don't do it very often and I don't know if yes. I do it that well but um, I enjoy the process and yeah it was an object or an activity that was masked in fear initially but at the other side of that was character development or yeah, more strength, just getting used to doing things that you're scared of. Um, but yeah, if I hadn't said yes to that, then yeah, that led me down a lot of other pathways. I actually being involved with that, who led me into Tuia, which you probably know what Tuia is, which is a, a Maori co-papa for uh, leadership development. Yeah, if I hadn't said yes to that, Hui, I wouldn't be part of Tuia now, and I wouldn't have um, like end up doing a lot of cool things I've been doing. Like I've yeah, been hanging out with the mayor now because of the Tuia program. I've been exposed to council or government and things I would have never had the chance to be a part of. And now I'm walking around like some businesses or yeah, people want my opinion on things. And like I'm not qualified in any in any kind of way or situation. So yeah, it's amazing. Like if I hadn't taken that risk, then I wouldn't be where I'm now. So the easiest risk I think you could take if you're going to go down that journey would be just coming and hanging out and having a chat. Like there's no mm, skills yeah. you need, there's no passion you have to have. If you think you should be in that space, then you're welcome. And yeah, it doesn't matter if you're a boy or girl or anything in between. Or um, yeah, just be a person. Just be a person. And come in. But 
Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, it'll help you get a greater understanding of yourself. It'll definitely help me also get a better handle on my connection with my own uh, Maori side. And because I've be- definitely been, uh, I'd say, sheltered from that or raised in a very Pakeha environment throughout mm-hmm. my throughout my life, and it's definitely helped me sort of nail back into that and sort of understand and give back and just be part of the community as well. Yeah, like um, I was definitely one of the types of people that would definitely be on the fence about joining something like this because it's just so different from what you're used to. Like during COVID, I was working in a kitchen for 50 hours a week while studying and that just really made me just so upset and I didn't want to do that coming out of COVID. Mm-hmm. So when the opportunity presented itself, it was just all about just saying yes and that was it. Like you can always, you don't have to stay. No one's forcing you to be, but yeah. yeah. But you never can leave once you start joining because it's so Make good. First step, yeah. yeah, but it's just making that first step, and then yeah, you just opens a new world, opens up a bunch of doors, and gets you some real good experiences. I think that's another piece of value, eh? If you're doing a job you really don't like, um, you might think it's crap at the time and it's a bad situation. But yeah, doing stuff you don't like is a really good way of figuring out what maybe you should be doing. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, like I, I, I would be filling up gas bottles at Genesis and I, I love the team there. Like, there was a lot of banter and the job was easy but my brain had a lot of free time and I was always thinking about stuff and always writing stuff down which was actually great and that kind of led me on a, yeah, woke me up a little bit. I was kind of asleep at the wheel with my own life so it was good. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, doing things you don't like definitely helps you figure out yeah it does yeah, yeah yeah having done dishes myself as a kitchen yeah hand. definitely yeah although I do think there'd be something kind of nice about doing dishes and then not having to think about doing dishes once you get home at night when you're yeah lying. yeah it's always you're in the shower in the morning you know what I mean <laughs> just as always. much as I love my job like sometimes if I get that tricky problem I can't get it out of my head until I've solved yeah. it <laughs> work um, follows your home mate yeah which you know it's a good thing and a bad thing it's all about balance yeah, exactly you know? yeah yeah sometimes it's not actually work it's just something you care about a lot yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, this is my first job where I've had to be inside. <laughs> never, had a, never had a job where I'm inside some, inside before. So that was definitely a change and definitely having to think about using your brain instead of just like digging digging ditches or building a garden when you're doing some landscaping. It is different. I think, you know, you, you might come home after a... There is a lot, there's a lot of value in a hard day's work where you can... You sort of... I think it's a different sort of tired. Mm. And I think it's almost... It does the sort of endorphins that you probably get from physical exercise sort of uh, help balance it out because I reckon I come home more tired after a big day of using using your brain than after yeah. digging ditches 100% mm-hmm. looping back into what you were saying before mm-hmm. I think that was a really good point around just turn up for the first session because mm-hmm. I think we've been talking about some of these big transformations that happen when we come through something like this and that can be really intimidating to some people right mm-hmm. but you've got that choice right to turn up for one see if it's for you yeah, and hopefully never look back like each of you have. Take every journey a step at a time and it's the easiest way to do it. <laughs> That's what they say is that zero to one's the hardest thing to achieve. Yeah, or making turning nothing into something. The first step's the hardest and then everything after that's kind of easy. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's just a good opportunity to just implement change, just really, honestly. Yeah. Just say yes. Get used to it, eh? Yeah. Get used to things happening or environments changing. Or changing the people you're around. Yeah. I suppose it doesn't really matter what direction what direction you're going because each step, you know, you're probably off with a different a different destination and a different pathway. So it's just one more step along each different different uh, trail that you're going along. Exactly. Like if nothing bad can come from it, then what is the fear of doing it? Um, I guess there's an initial fear of the unknown, but that's natural. Is yeah, like putting yourself out there as well. Yeah. Worried about that lack of acceptance. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's a natural fear, but that'll come with anything you do. So, might as well do it for something or commit to something that has a better outcome or a cool outcome on the other side. Because yeah, you're going to run into that new situation you come into, any new social uh, social situation. Yeah, yeah. One of the benefits of Manarangatai is that you always find that you say yes a lot more to things that are a little bit out of your comfort <laughs> yeah. zone. I find that a lot more now. Just something comes up, just yeah, sure. Yeah. Just, like opportunity, I probably suck that. at it, but yeah, but do do it. anyway, have the humility to do it and be yeah. bad at it at first. Yeah, yeah. Um, being a bit of a fool at the start. I think that's an master. important skill that I've learned over the last uh, year or so because I've always, I've never been someone who likes being bad at something. So <laughs> in my life, I've always sort of only gone down pathways where 
I start with it and I've got a natural affinity for it. But I think with Mananangatahi, it sort of helped teach me that you don't have to be the best or be good at, at something just to be doing it. Yeah. The value, the values, in actually doing it rather than having to master it. When it's the fir- like the first time you're out there. Yeah, that's your ego tricking you. Eh? It's the, yeah, yeah, it's the it's ego. ego playing games with you saying, "Well, I'm not good at it. I won't try it." Mm. Well, there's only one way to get better, brother. Exactly. Um, yeah, that's, yeah it. that's amazing. We mm. one of the, the things we do with our audacious program is I get up front of the room and I go, "Put your hand up if you can sing." Around the room, normally there's one or two people in a room, about thirty that will put Everyone their hand up. Mm. And I go, "Put your hand up if you can draw." And again, same thing. You get a few more for drawing because it's less kind of performance yeah, based. Yeah. So you maybe get like five people in the room that will put their hand up for drawing. Mm. And I say, "What would happen if I asked a room of five year olds the same questions?" <laughs> and just, oh everybody's hands would go up yeah. and so I'm like so what's changed and all the same things that you social conditioning about, yeah. Yeah. they all pop up for that eh? um, and one of the things with entrepreneurship or moving into a new job or finding your pathway whatever that may be is you've got to have that curiosity right you've got to be willing to kind of do something outside your comfort zone and not know that you're going to be good at it off the bat um, like you were saying so it's funny eh? Cause if we could maintain that that, that Childlike curiosity. Yeah, yeah, that mentality I think would be pretty powerful. Way. I or, think it, I think it's because of the commercialization of skills. Like as we have to use our skills to market ourselves or market them, people feel that why if I don't if I can't use these skills to be successful or awesome at something, then what's the point in those skills? Rather mm-hmm. than just having the skill for the sake of having the skill, because it gives you it gives you joy rather than. Making making you better than someone else, or better than um, better than. Well, I lost my lost my, I lost my mind there, but I think you get my point. <laughs> Might be part of like New Zealand's tall poppy syndrome as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think um, yeah, a lot of people don't voice when they're actually right at something. I, I certainly don't. Like, I could have skills in something. I wouldn't even. If someone asked me if I was any good at, it, I'd probably say no. And I'd still be like that. And I don't know if that's from a place of trying to be humble. And saying that you're trying to be humble makes you not humble, so we've got to be careful of that. <laughs> but, um, yeah, um, uh, that for me, that's where that stems from. But yeah, curiosity for kids um, putting their hands up to sing. Yeah, it's an amazing thing. I don't know why we lose it and what happens, but if we could find a way to change that, mm. it'd be pretty gangster. Have you guys come yeah. across Robert Hollis before? He talks a lot about um, tall puppy syndrome, and he's he's an entrepreneur. Um, he's done. He used to actually snowboard for New Zealand as well, but then he started a media company. He's done a bunch of cool stuff. Cool. Um, but he tours around New Zealand high schools and has this free book and free talk that he does because he's trying to kill New Zealand's tall poppy syndrome. Mm. And his thing is New Zealand wins when New Zealanders win, so we can't be having this attitude of, mm. oh, oh, they're a winner. We've got to pull them there. down. Mm. It's funny, yeah, yeah. It's funny how that happens. Like New Zealand, anytime anyone from New Zealand does something like on the international stage. Everyone's like, oh, yeah, they're Kiwi, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, there's heaps of patriotism to it. Mm. But then, yeah, when the person with the skill is developing the skill, it doesn't seem to be the same type of enthusiasm. Try hard. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Are you yeah. getting up at 6 a.m. to train? Yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this guy, yeah. Yeah, it's um, funny. And we'll probably all be perpetrators of it at some point. Yeah. Whether it was intentional or not, but, yeah. Probably having a room like what you were in where you're really authentic and you've stripped a few layers, layers back means there's not a lot of room for that right like you guys no, you, a lot of that you can't no, uh, yeah no, that was no, definitely no. a thing it's all about bringing it was all about bringing each other up rather than any sort of like bringing bringing someone down or cutting them off at the ankles mm. yeah I, th- I think even what we found is that mostly people would bring themselves down like it wasn't like in that mm. environment yeah mm. Like, especially, yeah, I'd, I'd probably do the same thing. Like, I would understate what I was capable of. You're very self-deprecating. I'll yeah. Put it like that. Exactly. And I actually, quite, I, quite, I actually really like it. Um, I like being like that. I think, yeah, I, yeah, I think self-deprecation has its place, but, mm. but to a, what aside, but aside, you've got to also understand that where your, that where your value does lie. Yeah. And also, well, there's some studies show that sort of like, do you have got to shift that negative self-chat to positive self-chat? Even if you're doing it as a joke. I think that can like have an effect on your own perception of yourself and your your skills. Yeah, hundred percent. Like, um, you do it to kind of humble or level yourself, but at the same time, like, to what degree or dynamic do you do it? Like, how how much negative self talk should you have in order to check your own ego? Mm. Um, sometimes it goes too far. That's the balance, eh? Yeah, because you should know that you're good at something, um, but then also have the humbleness to say, look, there's definitely people that are better. 
and also um, otherwise you won't improve because you think you're hot, yeah. hot stuff at something then like there's yeah. there's um, less perceived value in you practicing at it more and continuing what did um, was it Will Smith has a quote or likes a quote <laughs> yeah <laughs> this is real random but what is it yeah he said um, hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard Oof. and yeah that's true I'll put that up on the poster in the office mate <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> anytime you're slacking off eh? yeah yeah <laughs> yeah hey <laughs> No, that's awesome. That's awesome. Hey, um, we've talked a little bit about what's next for Manarangatahi, but what's next for each of you? What are what are you looking to get done in twenty twenty one? And is there anything that the community community can help you with? Are there any asks for the community for what you're doing with the talent network or, or otherwise? Um, in terms of uh, community engagement, obviously, if everyone could uh, have a chat to the younger people in their lives and encourage them to head along to Mararangatahi if they're listening today that would be awesome uh, aside from that we've also got under the talent network umbrella he were coming out which will be to help everyone in terms of their it's more of a straight career career job focusing sessions and so if anyone's needing any assistance in putting a CV together or um, you know uh, straight approaching a job straight though. up straight up yeah approaching yeah. a job then uh, send jump on the he were he were Facebook page and send us a message and we'll see what we can do to help you out. Mm. Um, plans for twenty twenty one. Yeah. Mm. Personally, um, I've got a few things to uh, accomplish. So probably top of my list at the moment is becoming more adept in my work environment. Um, there's a lot of rewards to that at the end of the day, and um, it definitely helped balance my lifestyle a bit, and hopefully help me meet some financial goals. Um, you know, everyone's talking about the housing market at the moment, which is kind of a scary thing to observe as it climbs up and further out of reach. Mm. Um, so we'd like to grab onto that when we can, um, which, yeah, is a whole other issue entirely. Outside of mahi and getting that stuff done, after that would probably be Mananangatahi, I think. Um, yeah. I'll I mean, be to the next, the next, uh, the next wave. The next, next stage group. of that, yeah. whatever that does end up looking like. Yeah, next probably. Um Yeah, that would be... My goal for, I guess, a passion project or giving something back. Because, yeah, struggling with pathways is the most relatable issue I've come across in my life. And I think it's the one thing I could speak on with some level of confidence. Mm. Yeah, like um, when it comes to mental health, I've never really had any issues. So I, I don't have a lot of context to the situation, even though it's a big topic these days. And I appreciate the idea. But no, I could definitely help with pathways and helping people through that. Um, then some other things like Tuia. So the um, Māori leadership development, um, that's really helping activate this māori dim that I haven't had for a long time. I mean, I knew I was Māori when I was growing up. Well, I found out I was Māori when I was growing up in intermediate um, because other Māoris recognised me. So my primary school, all Pākehā, which didn't matter, like, I didn't know, but yeah, I got to intermediate and it was, oh, you're Māori. I'm like, oh, am I? Is that why I always go to Tangis and go up north and see all my cousins? Yeah. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I, I'm definitely reactivating that journey. Um, Manarangatahi was a big activator of that, just being in that Māori space or having that type of uh, kaupapa, yeah, learning the tikanga and stuff like that. Mm. Um, and now me and Ben through work, or through the allowance of our work, uh, learning te reo at um, Araituru just over the hill in Cockrow Valley. Thanks, Tanya. Yeah, thank you, Tans. Um, and Sophie for letting us do it, our boss. Yeah, so we're doing the real journey. So I think for me this year it's mahi, marangatahi, real, tuia, oh, and another couple of courses. Oh, firefighting, I've got to get qualified in that as well. That's my goals <coughs> for this year. Yeah, my goals for 2021, oh, gosh. Yeah, 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 yeah. Finish my degree, obviously. That's yeah. that's the first major one. Um, yeah, and to work alongside doing Manarangatahi and to work with Innovate HQ uh, for the rest of the year. And yeah, those are just the big goals to get like prepared for going into the business world. So you'll you graduate at the end of this year. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you have any idea of uh, the types of people that you want to be working with once you? At least two, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> no, mate. There's there's more people out there. Uh, no, no, it's a good. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah not, not too sure at the moment, but there's still time to figure that all out as the year comes to a close. Well, the best part, like we're in a space that if you have any questions like that, Heidi, obviously Heidi Denita, the lady who uh, started Manarangatahi. Like, she's got all the connections in the world. Oh, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So if we ever need anything when it comes to the business world, she knows three or four people. Um, she knows everyone. Knows everyone, <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, we're so fortunate to be in that space where we can just 
curious about something, ask her. Um, she'll get us um, or make us a part of it. Yeah, like um, at the moment, I think she's going to be dealing with a modular homes business soon, mm. um, which is something I think will be very relatable to the new generation or our generation yeah. coming up, where we can't afford to live in such big spaces or um, can't afford the same housing. Housing affordable, yeah. yeah. Like, yeah, we don't need – you don't need a massive house. You just need utilities and a place to feel like home. Like, it doesn't need to be space. You just need um, the space to feel good. And I think that'll be a, an important theme for us coming up or our generation coming up yeah okay awesome mm-hmm. well I think that's all that we've got time for today so thank that's you it. Luke, Ben and Mitchell for coming on the show it's awesome to hear all your perspectives and hear all about the program and obviously what you took away from that co-papa and everything that you learned through that so thank you for sharing those experiences so authentically um, if you enjoyed the show make sure that you follow us on YouTube jump on Anchor or wherever else you've found this podcast and tune in to see more episodes coming out later on and we'll catch you later Don't forget to hit that like and subscribe. Like and subscribe. (laughs) This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand on the air.